The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including ACLA Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Clean Energy Advisors. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is Neethal Parekh, and she is the CEO and founder of Innovate Social and also the author of 51 Questions on Social Entrepreneurship. Neethal, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, uh, Devin. Great to see you, and thanks for having me. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege for us. Uh, you know, you and I had an opportunity to meet uh, at Sustainatopia when you and I were on a panel together, and, and uh, I think we had a great discussion that day about impact investing, but uh, I look forward to the discussion we'll have today about social entrepreneurship. Your um, book offers 51 different insights, and I, I thought it was great of you to, to highlight three particular observations about uh, social entrepreneurship that we could talk about today. The first one you mentioned is uh, the legal structures, that there are a variety of legal structures and also business models available to social entrepreneurs today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's uh, a lot of my journey kind of informs even the resources that I've created. So my background is in law, but I don't actively practice. So a lot of my lens into the space was started um, with looking at their this fact that there were these new legal structures emerging specifically for companies that are for profit and trying to create social impact. So the Innovate Social started as a blog in 2011 when California was the sixth state looking at um, and and, and uh, adding one of these legal structures to its arsenal as a state. And in that year, it added two, the Benefit Corporation and what is now the Social Purpose Corporation. Um, so one of the things I like to mention when I do workshops and for founders who are thinking of themselves as potentially being social entrepreneurs or being social enterprises is that there are, even from the legal structure starting point, there are ways to structure your company such so that um, impact is not just a nice to have, but it's baked into the essence and the reason, the why behind your company. So that's one thing I always like to mention that there are uh, 31 states or jurisdictions now have passed some form of benefit corporation and four have some form of social purpose corporation. And there's another structure called the low profit limited liability company L3C, which just under a dozen states have. So it's just, I always like founders to know that. So when they're meeting with their attorneys, if their attorneys don't bring it up, then they can actually ask about it and do some research on, on that aspect. Let's, Let's go through each of those. So benefit corporation, social benefit, the social purpose, purpose business, and then the limited life, limited low profit uh, limited liability low company, profit. Yep. L3C. Okay. So, so let's go through each one just briefly. I know we don't have time to yep. go in depth, but just briefly, what are the key elements and the key distinctions among them? Yeah, yeah. So we can just do three for each. So it makes it easier. For Benefit Corporation, the things I think people should know about is one, every state passes its own version of the Benefit Corporation. So there, the, though the, the, the title is the same, in reality, the actual state law will differ. So you have to kind of look at that closely. The second thing for the Benefit Corporation is that there is 
some kind of social benefit that you're creating in California. It's a, it's the standard is a material positive impact that you're creating in, um, you know, in, in Delaware, it's a little different in other states it's a little different, but you all, you often have to show and, and then to kind of articulate some kind of impact that you're making in some area of impact that you're trying to make. The third thing is accountability and transparency have been a big part of the impetus and ethos behind the law. So depending on the state you're in, there might be different requirements of reporting. So in California, for example, there's an annual reporting and it's a public reporting. So you, um, you know, so you have to, maybe a lot of companies may think of doing um, an impact report and posting it to their website. Whereas in Delaware, it's every other year and it's to the shareholders. So, um, so those are three elements that as you're thinking about, you know, about um, actually looking in the structure that you can be aware of. And as a fourth bonus, I may just add that one of the reasons for doing um, a legal structure versus just the certification, such as the B Corp certification, is in especially in the cases if there if you see a potential exit, or so it's some way to kind of add some you know some teeth to to your desire to create impact in in the long term as well. So you know whatever happens with your company that as it grows beyond you know the the group of two or three founders or whatever into into its own then there's still some protection to really um um support and continue that impact um objective so that's that with the social purpose corporation in california that was first introduced as the flexible purpose corporation and one of the distinctions because at that time it was easy to just you know distinguish because there were two uh, forms that were up was that you had to just um you had to identify one purpose, like one special purpose within your company. So it could be completely unrelated to your, the main purpose of your company, or, you know, it wasn't like, um, the standard wasn't a material positive. It's just one element would have to be like a, so, you know, a social or cause related. So again, each of the states that have that, they're a little bit different. One of the things that we've seen, and that's just over time since that time in 2011 is, the benefit corporation has kind of expanded now its network. So there are more states that have a version of that. So even um, people identify, they might have heard of it a little bit more as well, but um, really just depending on you, um, your founders and what you're thinking about, um, either of those could be good options. And the third one, the low profit um, limited liability company is, is, is one of the ones that fascinates me the most because there is often we think of foundations um, providing funding to nonprofits, and there's many well-worn paths to do that. But there are mechanisms for foundations to provide funding to for-profits and to social enterprises through program-related investments (PRIs). And there are there is some due diligence required for that to happen, and that can often be costly and time-consuming. So the the idea of the L3C was amazing to say, how can you structure a company from the get-go that is already um, that has already kind of met some of those onerous requirements and make it easier, streamline the process for foundations to be able to, um, to actually, you know, to fund um, social enterprises. So they created this very innovative structure called the L3C for that purpose. The one thing is that it just hasn't been kind of blessed by the federal government to achieve that purpose. So, um, so it's kind of, you know, it is valuable, but it, it, it is not maybe as, as streamlined or as useful as that, um, as the founders of that, of that um, form kind of intended it to be. Right. It's, it's primary purpose in, under current law is just to signal an intention to be 
socially minded, uh, but it doesn't uh, accomplish the PRI objective that it was created for. But uh, fingers crossed, right? Yes. <laughs> someday. Things can always change. So things are always changing in this space. So. Yes, and I'm glad you're here to help us keep track of it all. Now, uh, timing. Uh, you know that we're in a pretty unique and opt uh, optimal time for for jumping on these kinds of things. Yes. So I one of the things that's been really fascinating through my work and through the work on the book and the blog is just seeing that there's there's some shift in consciousness happening that's not just the founders and the entrepreneurs or the you know or the um, the Bill Gates of the world who are dedicating their work to social impact, but there's this overall kind of timing um, situation that is allowing for. I think social enterprise to kind of gain hold in a different way than before. So we have a lot more millennials entering the workforce. And in 2015, that was the first year millennials made up a majority of the workforce. And with that, as millennials are, um, as you know, surveyed and polled, many of them, um, the majority of them want to create um, use their skills to do good. So that means that kind of then filters down into the kinds of jobs they're looking for and the way that companies recruit talent. And, you know, it's now showing that there's some um, mission alignment with the company can be a reason that a, a person may choose a company over the other. And on the balance, you also have these baby boomers that are starting to retire from their, you know, maybe their career, their their kind of their tenure of work that, that they've been doing. And there are some of them are saying, how do we use our skills and transfer it maybe in starting a business or mentoring or supporting the space? So we're also seeing a lot of that generation say, now we want to turn our efforts and our resources towards social impact. So I think you're seeing that happening on the side of the kind of creators and the engagers. You're also seeing a shift happening on the side of the consumers. More consumers are doing, are, we, we have uh, information at our fingertips with all of the different apps and um, technology available to us. So people are doing more research on the companies that they patron and they want to, they often want to align with companies that not only have great products and services, but that also kind of have an alignment with their values. So I think it's like, a, you know, it's, it's coming from all angles. Plus you're having the side of the capital and the investment. I know you're very well versed on this, but you're having risk capital that is also interested in an impact return. So I think it's kind of all of the elements are kind of aligning for this whole space to grow and um, and maybe one day not even just be the side, the you know, the flavor of entrepreneurship, but really impact all of business or all of entrepreneurship in some way. So yeah. Fantastic. Now let's talk about impact measurement. This is one of those key areas for uh, where Social entrepreneurs and impact investors have really gotten serious about this over the last 10 years, but there's so much more progress to make in terms of trying to figure out how we really measure what we're doing and how the changes we're driving. Yes, absolutely. I, I really, um, from my work, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have a wonderful perspective on this too, I feel like impact measurement is like the most disruptive thing or one of the most disruptive things, even within the social impact and social entrepreneurship space. Because right now, there are many criteria to measure social impact. There are dozens of them. In fact, you know, every impact investor or incubator or, uh, you know, they each have their own set of criteria of how they want to measure impact. And 
it's very interesting because it can be a push or pull kind of thing. If you're working with an impact investor, even if you are a social enterprise that hadn't thought about it, there's a good chance that they have, they're demanding that from you. They want to know how you're measuring impact. But proactively on the side of social entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and people engaged in this space, there's a lot of creative work happening on the side of how do we actually measure impact? What are the metrics that are useful? And how do we make that process easier? Because if you're a lean social enterprise, you might be spending like all of your resources on, on actually doing the work. So measuring the work and reporting the work, you know, you have to find a space within your existing infrastructure to be able to do that. So there are some interesting organizations and platforms and tools that are finding that are making it easier, you know, to, to kind of measure impact. And one of the organizations is SOPAC, that's SOPAC.com. And there's, you know, we have Gin and Iris and we have all of these different measurements and, and even frameworks out there. But I think um, this area is ripe for innovative minds and technologies to come in and really make this um, like more standardized um, so that we, just the way that we can look at a bottom line, we can look at an impact measurement and compare apples to apples. Well, Neetho, I want to just get a couple of insights from you that would that are a little more personal in nature. You, you've really become a, a leader in this space, a, a role model to a lot of people. Who do you look up to as a role model? Um, yeah, well, this is you're catching me on a very um, uh, on an interesting day. It's one day after um, the 10 year anniversary since my mom passed. So I think maybe she's on my mind a lot today. So um, I really feel like I look up to her even every day because I just think of how much she like lived her life to the fullest and was very bold about the things that she did. So I think even for me starting this company and, and just deciding even though the space is growing, there's still, it's still, it's, I would call it the adolescence phase. So it's not well-worn. So to kind of be committing so much of my time and resources um, is, you know, it, it is a little bit, it, it was a leap of faith even when I started this and it continues to be. So I think definitely um, she's one of the people that, uh, that is part of my company without being, you know, here, you know, here to be, to be here physically with it. So. Well, that's a, that's a great tribute to your mom. Now, uh, Neetho, I, I wonder if you, as you think about uh, why these issues are uh, important, I think, you know, we, you and I share an understanding, I think with most of our viewers, that we can use business for good and that if we can, we should. I guess what I'm curious about is why this is so important to you personally, that you've now dedicated your life to being uh, a leader in the social entrepreneurship movement. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, growing up, I moved a lot. My dad's a civil engineer, so moved like 20 times growing up. And I've kind of been a jack of all trades, I think. And so that has all, when you're in that role, you're often connecting dots. You're seeing a lot of things and saying, hey, did we think about the way these things are connected? So even though like, and even with my experience in law school, uh, you know, I went through law school, I'm licensed in Washington, but have, haven't had a traditional or conventional practice. But instead, that has given me a lens through which to see the law through non-legal, kind of the, the non-legal non perspective as well. So as I've been exploring the space, I see all these points of connection. And I realize that some of this work, that's amazing work, is happening in silos. So I said, what can I do? Like, how can I think of myself not as someone saying, hey, why isn't that 
Why don't, why isn't that being done? Saying how can, how can I create that? So that's kind of what Innovate Social is. And it's, it's great to feature different programs. Like we'll be talking a little later to feature your program and feature other tools, resources, and actionable ways that people can actually engage in the space. Because I think um, those connections is, are, are going to be the, the things that catalyze people actually you know, creating more success stories in social enterprise and actually growing the space as a whole. Well, Neetha, that's a great, great insight. Now, one last question for you. We ask all of our guests for a, a bonus tip, uh, a, an impact hack. What's the, you know, just something that would help us do more good in the world. Uh, what's your impact hack? Um, yes, I love this hashtag, go and do. I tag mostly a lot of the... the oh, no, Neetha, I have done a... I've done a horrible thing. Uh -huh. I have turned your microphone off. Okay. Try again. Let's see if we can yes. turn your microphone yes. back on. Is it going? Yes. Can you hear me? No, it's not working. Oh. I, I, I am a horrible, horrible producer. I'm the worst ever <laughs> producer. Um, let's see if I can get this back on. Try one more time. Testing. One, two, three. Still not working. Hello? Still not working. Neethal, this okay. is horrible. Is there a, uh, do you Let see a see way to unmute yourself on your phone there? Can you hear that? No, it's not working. Neethal, I'm a horrible person. Can you believe I did this? Okay, listen, Neethal, you, you've been great. I thank you very much for being here with us today. And I am so sorry for turning your microphone <laughs> off and not being able to turn it back on. But let me do a couple of things before you go. Um, let me just tell people where they can find you. Now, you are on uh, the web in a variety of places. And let me just point out some of these. Uh, your Innovate Social is I-N-N-O-V, number eight, social.com. So that's your business main business website. You're also uh, on Twitter at Neethal Parekh, and that's N-E-E-T-A-L, underscore P-A-R-E-K-H. So you people can track you down there. Um, and uh, your podcast uh, is hosted at uh, Innovate Social as well, I think. So, um, Neetha, we... We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Again, I apologize for turning off your microphone. Can you imagine a stupider thing to do than that? But in any case, we thank you very much for being here. You're a delight to have. We appreciate all of your great tips and insights, and we wish you every success in helping the world find greater ways to use business to solve the world's big problems. And with that, let me just conclude by saying let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. Seed Equity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. 
Clean Energy Advisors creates investment opportunities in the renewable energy sector that provide clients with predictable income, preservation of capital, and positive impact. Clean Energy Advisors is committed to providing clients with investment opportunities with both market rates of return and measurable impact. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.